Okay, so we have follow-up. Yeah. Uh, last week, we, uh, as we were recording, uh, it was happening the Twitter's developer conference, Twitter Flight. Yep. And we mentioned one, we heard that, that Jack Dorsey said that they want to alleviate and uh, make things better with third-party developers, which that relationship hasn't been the, the best one ever. So now, a week later, we have real confirmation about that. Uh, basically, Jack Dorsey uh, apologizes to developers. And he says that he wants to reset relations. Basically, he went on stage and said, Hey, we know the, um, this relationship has been the best one ever. And we really need you because we thrive when we have all of your support. So that's good. And we also mentioned the leak. Well, it wasn't really a leak. <laughs> it was a tease <laughs> yeah yeah exactly of uh the new update to the twitter mac app yeah and we were discussing if uh it was a uh, like a the dark theme or it was really the go-to new uh, look and listener enrique he tweeted at us and linking to this TechCrunch. uh article in saying that it really it is indeed a dark theme but the default is still the the light one the white one yeah which is awesome and yeah another thing i wondered was what makes them think that the mac needs a dark team because because honestly no app on os10 has a dark theme yeah themes sound like a thing of the early 2000s right themes and skins. Yeah, well, it's, it's just a way to call it. You can call it a mode if you prefer right. it. But, yeah, I guess um, Tweetbot on the iOS has it. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of apps on iOS that have it, um, like Instapaper and that sort of thing. Um, which one would you, if you were to use the Mac app, which theme would you pick? Uh, I think I'd pick white. <laughs> I... I don't know, like the rest of the screen on OS X is pretty bright, so um, it doesn't really matter as much. The, the, my problem is on, um, on my iPhone, <laughs> reading at night, right. um, having the dark theme is always really good. In bed. <laughs> yeah, why not? First thing I do when I wake up in the morning. Twitter, and the last thing you do before going to sleep. Yeah, no, that that's true, and honestly, that's super valuable. Yeah, like being the app that people—it's like the first thing that they check in the morning—is is huge. Hashtag millennials. <laughs> There's. Have you seen the um, the article on on Medium, and it's like um, uh, millennials are awful or something, <laughs> and it's a collection of all the articles about like. So apparently, media, uh, millennials hate banking. Here's why. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> millennials don't do X. Millennials don't do Y. <laughs> Get off my lawn, youth. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's uh, hilarious. Everyone is the worst. That's what I get from reading the internet. I kind of love it, though. <laughs> uh, oh, a couple of new things that we know about the Mac app. Twitters. We're still talking about Twitter. Uh, it will. It won't launch for a few months. It may never launch. No, I'm just kidding. Well, now I hope they do, right? <laughs> and uh, they're going to have some features, including inline Vine and video playback. Whoa. Wow. And group direct messages, photos, indirect messages, messages, and inline replies. 
So features that they've had on iOS forever, right? Right. That's like revolution. And Twitter for Mac will also show highlights in the notification center to keep you up to date on your interactions slash engagements. Oh, God. Okay, so that's what we know about Twitter. And that's what we get for follow-up. We can now get to the real show. Hey guys, quick disclaimer. Because technology is the worst, we had some technical problems during the recording of this episode, so uh, down the line, uh, the quality of my audio will suffer a bit. I hope you can still enjoy it nonetheless. Okay, back to the show. So, Microsoft did something. I know. For once. So, well, for once, that's not fair. But <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but you, yeah, know what, you know what? What's cool, really cool about Microsoft? It's their uh, R&D department. I gotta yeah. give that to them. They spend a lot of money compared to some other companies. And you know what? You can, you can say a lot of stuff about Microsoft, but I think that like these cool new tech demos... They usually pioneer a lot of this new stuff, like the tablet stylus and drawing and recognizing text, hand-drawn text, and a lot of that stuff. So they, I think they're really cool in, in research and development. In this news, it's on that department. So it's not a real thing. I just feel like as long as the, pro the product is not launched and people can't use it, you, they, can't, you, they can fake pretty much whatever they want. So... It's right. it's cool, I guess, and in theory, it's it's nice to see what's coming. But I feel like until they can get a shipping product and use it in like a real use case, then it's kind of it's, I don't know, not as interesting. No, I agree. Remember all those um, I don't know what they call it. Those, those weird the, yeah, yeah. videos <laughs> of the future that are released like once a year or something. <laughs> And your phone is a piece of glass and your window is a screen or whatever. But anyway, this particular news, uh, it's not really about like a real product or whatever. I just want this to start a discussion. We'll see why. Basically is, after this rambling, Microsoft uh, Research debuts, um, they call it autocomplete for animation. And what this is, is I guess some kind of AI that you are drawing an animation in that software will like auto-complete it. The examples that they give is, is like, a, so they are drawing this frame-by-frame -frame animation of a fish swimming in a pond yeah. or whatever, right? It looks and like the... Um, this piece of software... Uh, the new iPhone home screen. All right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, this software, you start uh, drawing all of the frames and it will in a way, predicts what the next frame is going to be, and they can, like, in a real time, show you, like, autocomplete the whole animation. And for example, uh, they have another example in this. We're going to link this in the show notes, as always. Uh, the user is drawing scales on this fish, and as he's drawing the scales, uh, it's live uh, showing you, like, autocompleting all the scales in, inside of that fish. I don't know if this even makes sense. You have to watch this. Can we can we link this like GIF in line? Does Overcast support GIFs? Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, it's uh, pure HTML, so... Oh, that's right, yeah. We'll have that. Okay, so just scroll if you're using Overcast. We are, like, really alienating all the listeners. If you don't use Overcast, whatever. You'll find a way. Uh, Watch this GIF is, like, super amazing. And the relevant thing about this, or at least what I want to talk about, is the whole thing of automation, you know, the, the, the classic fear that computers will replace you. Right. This freaking algorithm or whatever this is, is like guessing and knowing what you're going to do next. Yeah. And this is drawing. This is not like code. They're trying to make a program do something. This is drawing, which is something that, like it's artistical side of things, right? And that's the whole thing. Like all these discussions that robots are replacing us. So what do you think of this? Where 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 do you think this could go? Um so you're talking about the whole automation thing, right? Right. Like could we lose our job someday because now computers can can do design, right? Imagine this. You're designing a homepage and it's like, okay, here goes the navigation bar in a photo and like the computer is like oh okay i get it yeah the classic so the button is going here yeah like you could uh i don't know you could draw like a wireframe and then the computer automatically fills in everything for you makes makes it look good or something um i think it could happen i think it probably will happen at some point i mean there's there's robots right now that are cooking um, and inventing meals that are like way better than any humans could could make. Um, there's we're working on self-driving cars. Um, that's gonna replace a lot of a lot of jobs and a lot of people. So I don't know. I I think it'll happen someday, and it's fine. Usually, like people get really scared about it, and I sort of understand. But then I'm like, what's the alternative? It's just to stop any progress. Like that, that doesn't work. Oh, that's a good one. Um, and I just feel like every time there's been a big breakthrough like that, a lot of people protested and were against it. But you can't prevent them from happening. It's it's like a continuum that just keeps going forward and you you can't really stop technology from advancing. Um, and we've always found new ways to be to be useful. <laughs> so if you if you look at I don't know, like there's like better tools or Photoshop is now like do does better content aware fill or whatever and you used to do that all by hand and it was really difficult well now instead of having to focus on such small little like problems and manual tasks you can focus on the bigger picture and i think there's still a lot of value that you can bring um even though you're not going like really down into like the little details so yeah, that that's pretty much how I feel about it. I think I think it's fine. I think it's exciting, um, and yeah, I'm looking f- I'm looking forward to to see how can our design tools better adapt. And it's it's a bit similar to when we were talking about Project Comet. Like it's doing a lot of the manual tasks that are repetitive, um, and letting you focus on other stuff. And for me, I'd rather much, I'd much rather f- 
figure out, okay, what do we need? Like, how are things going to work together? Um, what's going to be the experience of the user? Then do like the little tiny details. So yeah, I, th- I don't know. I think it's fine. What do you think? I think that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, you said it all. I completely agree with what you said. Yeah. <laughs> but- and if you're interested in automation and how humans might not be needed at some point, uh, I really recommend that you watch the uh, Humans Need Not Apply video by uh, CGP Grey. It's really good. It's, it's really amazing. Uh, and yeah, I, th- I think, let's say really far down the road, um, let's say everything is, is automated. Um, that's gonna like my general take is we're gonna be fine but when everything like a hundred percent of everything is automated and the job is done better by by robots um that's gonna present an interesting challenge for our like just the society in general um and that challenge is gonna be okay if if we don't need you to work how do you make money? How do you keep um, the economy going, right? Because that's basically the basis of the whole, like, the whole economy right now is humans can do things that other humans really want but can't do, and that's how the world works. Um, but I wonder what happens when robots can do everything and the, the costs get gets really low right um so i don't know we won't have to solve that problem um but it's something that the future future versions of us will have to figure out i think it's on the future generation i'm good i don't care yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yeah that's that's those are really good points i completely agree so um one thing i was wondering because i've um they they f- fixed it recently, but um, since uh, upgrading to El Capitan, um, I was I was using uh, Amber to manage my my screenshots and inspiration. Uh, and yeah, since I'm upgrading to El Capitan, uh, they had a bug where all the the previews didn't load. Um, so you had to see like just screens one by one. You couldn't see the the big grid view with everything. Um, so I was wondering, like, sort of looking around uh, to see what other options were um, for organizing inspiration, or as I like to call it, like, I think it's, it's a better term for it is design research. Um, because, I don't know, I, I hate the word inspiration. I think it's silly, and it makes design feel like we're just waiting for this magic, like, thunderbolt strike to hit us <laughs> that's not how it works um i view it more as as re- research looking at how similar patterns to what we're we're trying to design exist out there uh, and explore how can we either improve the exi- existing solutions or understand uh what the current landscape looks like um to do something different but uh so yeah, I was I was wondering like I, I use Ember and it's fine, but it's not amazing. 
Yeah. So what do you use for, uh, for inspiration, like storing your like screenshots? Yeah, and everything? Basically what I'm trying to say is where do you store and keep the cool shit that you see on the web? Either inspiration, right. cool websites, cool color palette, cool whatever. Right. Uh, I used Ember for for a while, and I really li- like I really liked it. And I used it especially for mood boards. Like I created like a folder for each project, and I just dumped every cool stuff, inspirational or whatever, into it. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how relevant it would be, but sometimes just like a photo that sometimes evokes something. Um, so I used Ember for a, for a while and I, I never really got into the, like the browser extensions and all. I usually just like dragged and dropped into it. And maybe like a year ago or something, it was a while now, they discontinued their iOS app. They killed it. Yeah. It was super slow and buggy and whatever, but... I really liked having it. Yeah, it wasn't updated for the iPhone six, but but that like that really made me sad. <laughs> and so they killed yeah, it, too. and they said they, they they were going to focus on the Mac app, which I still haven't seen anything. But supposedly they're they're, they're working on a <laughs> cool new version of it, whatever. But that made me really killed it, and it, it was not only because of that. I was like losing interest in general. Right. So I still have it, but I don't really use it anymore. So you know what? What I do now is I don't. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I stopped, you know, bookmarking stuff. It's just like, so what I do, uh, like on Dribble, if I find cool stuff, I liked it. I hit the like button. And... Most of them like leave an impression on me, and if I, I'm looking for a particular pattern, a particular solution, I I'm not gonna look into the stuff that I already saw. I I'm gonna search it and look for new stuff. Ah, uh, really? That seems so inefficient. <laughs> no, I don't think so. And and there are a lot of there are a lot of websites that curate cool things, like cool animations. There's this one just for iOS animations and 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 ui there's the patterns Mm, right 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 yeah so if i really like it i will remember it most of the time so yeah (laughs) i'm not saying that this is this is the best solution this is like this is what i want i'm just this is just what i fell into like i've stopped using ember i like screenshotting stuff and and keeping track of it i will never do Hmm. so i was like anything that that requires a lot of maintenance even if it's just like renaming every screenshot or grouping into the specific folders and and categories and i will almost never do it oh no see that's where you're you're doing it wrong (laughs) uh okay shoot so well one important part for me is um just having an archive of things. So even if they change and get updated on the web, I still have that original version, like in reference. But how many times do you go back to it? To like browse the things I have stored there every day. What? That's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's an, that's not crazy. That's an essential part of the way I work. Wow, this is interesting. Finally, we have something that we, are completely different. 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, to me, this is my file with everything that I find interesting is there. Um, I sometimes I put notes uh, into the like description field of things that I find interesting. I will like capture screenshots or if I even if I have a, like an app on my phone that I think is doing int something interesting, I will uh, grab a screen grab and like mail it to myself um, and then add it to to Amber. I have everything there. Um, and yeah, I like, I, I don't know. I, it's basically whenever I need to, to do something or s start to work on whatever, I, I, I don't know if you do this, but I start thinking of, okay, how have I seen this thing, this problem be solved uh, elsewhere? And, um, It, it just kills me whenever I, I know I have something in my mind, but I cannot find it. So, But how, how do you find it now? Like if everything is in Ember, uh, like you know, yeah. you remember some app that you used, like you saw a week ago. How do you find it if you have yeah. a ton of shit there? I, I just either scroll or... <laughs> so if, if it's an app, if it's an app, um, it's... Uh, it's a bit harder because the screenshots probably have like a garbage mm -hmm. name. Um, but if it's a screen grab from a from a site, it has all the the URL and everything, right. um, so I can search for that really easily. Um, but even just, I know that just scrolling might not be the best um, <laughs> way of of doing things. But I I found that. Um, It still takes me less time than if I categorize everything properly uh, and tag things uh, and all of that. Um, and it's still way, way quicker to just have this big list, scroll down, then try to find it like Google for what I kind of remembered or whatever. Um, what's also great about Ember is you can search by colors. And sometimes I remember, I was like, oh, yeah, that like orange header or something. And I can look through that and, and find it really quickly. So you don't even sort it like, like iOS, web, or Mac or something? Nope. So you don't, you don't do any kind of maintenance? You, you just dump everything in one place? Yeah, I dump everything there. And how do you move stuff there? Uh, so if you're on an iPhone, you said you mail it to yourself, and then on a Mac, you would... Use a browser extension, or what do you do? Uh, yeah, so I have the extension, or a lot of the times I just end up dragging. If it's if it's an an image, yeah. I just drag it to the icon. Um, otherwise, what kind of sucks, and I wish the extension was better, is you have if you want the web fonts for some reason to to be part of the screenshot you have to do open an ember and then from ember do a screen ca a capture from there um because i found that if you do it directly from the the extension it doesn't work so you'll get like helvetica or whatever instead of the actual web fonts but yeah i think that's that's where you're you're doing it wrong <laughs> you're putting too much work into categorizing everything and every like new screenshot or thing that you find interesting is a lot of work to add but for me it's i just i just put it there don't even think about it just 
have a saved archive and I can go back to it later. Uh, and that's all that matters for me. Let me correct you. That was what I was doing wrong. Because right now I'm doing everything awesome, which is nothing. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. Well, that works for you, so that that's fine. But I use Ember a lot, and I really I found it useful, and I liked it. But uh, slowly I stopped using it, and I haven't used it for uh, six months or something. Wow! And I've, I haven't felt the the need to go back like i haven't felt the need of it but yeah ember is still really far from perfect <laughs> that's the thing um it's getting kind of old um there i i've been tweeting about this a long time ago uh they seem to be focusing on a lot of uh, drawing features within it i don't <sighs> know about you i have never ever used them the, like the only reason I, I take these screen grabs is because I want to preserve whatever interesting design <laughs> that I found. It's not because I want to draw shit all over it. Um, that's totally useless to me. Um, it, it's not like even they, you know, they're targeting another audience. Maybe their primary audience is designers. That's what they. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not sure what the actual purpose of that would be. Maybe to share it like take the screen grab annotate it then share it to somebody but but then you don't want to keep your annotated screenshot forever that seems silly right um so yeah but here's what i want in uh, a inspiration e tool like that so what i want is a dropbox folder all the images go into that folder they're not like a weird process format or anything it's just the full image if anything goes wrong and i can't use it any the app anymore i still have everything there it's stored on dropbox it's synced everything works fine so that's the basis of what i want um now in the <laughs> the main list that exists it's called dropbox yes yes <laughs> but i need i need a viewer for it um then I want, um, in, in the list view right now, Ember has uh, a forced aspect ratio, which is dumb for right. storing screenshots because you really want to see the whole thing most of the time. So having a flow, sort of flow layout, um, a bit like Pinterest or whatever, uh, would be great. Um, then you need good extensions. I want extensions to save the full page correctly um, and not have rendering issues. Uh, tag it properly with the URL all the time. Uh, use the page title and the description uh, to fill like the description description tag, um, and and then have an iOS app that I can access all of it and post to it from from that. Seems fairly simple, right? <laughs> I think I have a solution for you. Not, it won't tick all of the checkboxes, but I think it could help. What if you create a folder on Dropbox, you add that folder to your dock. If you don't use Dropbox Carousel, that's great. You could use Carousel <laughs> and you limit Carousel only to that folder. Mm. So 
you could drag all of the images and screenshots to, to the folder on the dock and you could use carousel as a viewer which you won't limit to the aspect ratio and it's a pretty cool viewer with a cool timeline thing i didn't think of that i kind of forgot that carousel was even a thing uh i i use carousel for uh most of the time until until i cloud photo library came out yeah and basically the photos app so i wanted to use the photos app but store it in Dropbox because I really don't trust iCloud. So right. what I did was I moved my photos library to Dropbox. Okay. And I use photos and I so I have all the thing on my iPhone and all, but they are backed up to iCloud. And if you go to Carousel because they are still images, you can use Carousel. Hmm. All photos so and do you do the backup from the Dropbox iOS app or? Something else. No, 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 no. Because they are being they are being uploaded by the by iCloud basically, right? And they stay on iCloud. And then on my Mac, it will automatically sync. And because I have it to keep all my library on my computer, uh, will download and okay. Yeah. Huh. That's a nice setup. Yeah, it's working. <laughs> it's nice because I don't even think about it, so it doesn't get in the way. Yeah. Right now, I just have everything in iCloud. I'm like sort of dreading the the inevitable day when all my shit is gone, but <laughs> for now it seems to work. Yeah. At least tell me you're using Backblaze or. Uh oh, I'm going to make you really mad. Um. So. <laughs> okay, I don't back up my computer. Okay, so the listeners can't see you right now, but <laughs> you're face palming right now. I am. Oh my god, Kevin. What the hell, man? Okay, wait. <laughs> so, all my work files, everything is in Dropbox. I work directly from there, um, and everything else is in GitHub. So, everything's synced. There, I have nothing else on my computer. I could throw it in, in the lake right now and it'd be fine. I have backup, just not like an explicit one. Uh, no, I don't buy that. But yeah, we can leave this for another show. Uh, <laughs> I understand that you think that you have backups. I get it. But you don't. But yeah, we can leave this. <laughs> we can have this discussion some other day. Sure. Or you can just you know listen to Gruber and, and like ADP and they probably have a lot of episodes just on that but anyway but honestly Dropbox has never failed me and yeah I, I really trust it and I, I trust that even because the, the the problem is um, what happens if um, I don't know time machine or whatever um, your your ba- either your backup gets erased or um, the corrupted files sync back over um but the amazing thing with dropbox is you have a version history yeah but i already had a lot of problems with dropbox like with a shared folder and some deleted something and i tried to go to the deleted files they were not there it was kind of a mess because i was not i was not the original owner of that shared folder and whatever hmm. but a corrupt files that's why you have a second backup yeah well until 
until your corrupted files go to the second backup, then that's another thing. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Let's move on. Yes. So Amber, you know what I'm gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna give Amber another shot, and I will be uh, like. <laughs> you don't have to. That's fine. I know. I don't. We can, we it's, can it's have like, different ways of working. It's like this works for me, but I envy the way you work. It's like I would like to. I'd like to have that—a library with all of your inspiration throughout the time, and it's a cool place to go back to and find new inspiration, whatever. I like that idea, even though not ha not doing that is working for me. I would like to have that again. So I, you know what? I'll give it another shot. I don't promise anything. Cool. Well, you'll have to update us on that. Okay, we'll do in a year or something. <laughs> Yearly follow-up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. like, so last year, it's like um, what's what's the app? Oh, it's it's like a timekeeper for uh, not timekeeper. Is that it? I, I have no idea what you're talking about. The the app with the little dinosaur that remembers you what you did a year ago. Time hop. Never heard of it. Uh, time hop. It has a dinosaur, so I like it already. Yeah, exactly. It's like time hop for show notes. It's 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 like time hop for follow up. I'll send you a link. Well, okay, so, but let's go back to the dinosaur. How does that app work? Like you go back. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's basically um, here's what you did last summer as an app. <laughs> you know that movie? Um, no, I'm sorry. Um, we'll have to assign homework. Uh, so I I pasted a link. Um, so time hop is this app. Um, hasn't been updated a lot recently, but um, basically you connect your Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever accounts, um, and every day reminds you of what you did a year ago. So it's kind of a cool like reminder. Oh yeah, I did this last year. Whatever. Why would you like every day reminded what you did? You live in the past. Yeah, man. but then <laughs> I feel like we never go back to everything that we post. Sometimes it's kind of interesting to see the things I, were, I was tweeting about like last year or whatever. I cringe like every time like I see a tweet like two years ago. Right. What was that, what was that thing, that tool to like to see your first tweet? I came from Twitter, right? Yeah, I think so. Discover your first tweet. Got it. My, oh, God. My my first tweet was probably in French. You know what? My first tweet was probably no, not probably. Actually, it's oh no, it's in English. Oh, mine mine's in Portuguese. Oh okay. Oh. Mine is hey, I'm new to Twitter. <laughs> Very original. What? Mine is hey, I'm new to Twitter. Well, you know what? That's pretty good. That's like pretty standard. Yeah. Mine <laughs> is boring. super oh, embarrassing. Not what, super embarrassing, come say? on. It's not embarrassing, it's just like the way I wrote it. So it's in Portuguese. What does it say? Uh, okay, translating. I said, I update, I'm updating my iPod that I found. And then smiley face, not emoji, comma, so smiley face, middle sentence. Uh, it was getting thin, well, I, 
it has no translation. It was getting, uh, yeah, thin, as in the person is getting thin because it's... Oh, like it's getting old or something? Anyway, it was getting thin, so I, I said I was updating my iPod, which I, hmm. I meant I was, like, syncing new music to it. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Oh, now I get it. Okay, yeah, wow. that makes a lot more sense. Feels like a, an episode of Reply All when they're doing yes, yes, no. It's like, oh. Yeah, now I get it. Okay, so when was, when was your first tweet? Like, the date? April 2009. Uh, what day? Which day of April? Uh, Seventeen. Mine was twenty-five May two thousand nine. Hey, pretty close. Ha! I meet you. Yeah, I did. I live in Europe, man. We don't get internet here. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was pretty hipster back then. Ah. All right. That was fun. Okay. So what's next? So, are you, first of all, are you on the? I am. Um, Tobias Van Schneider's uh, email list, yeah? Yeah. So, if you're not, yeah, you should probably subscribe. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, so, Tobias is the ex-creative director or whatever at Spotify. Um, and every week he writes sort of an article uh, for his email newsletter. And... This week he was talking about um, being a jack of all trades and how he felt about it. So some people would say that um, being a jack of all trades is being a master of none, uh, and other people think it's a good thing. Um, so I was wondering where you fell on that spectrum and sort of what, what your take on it was. Um, how I felt like uh, where do I stand yes. or how I feel about it yeah so do you consider yourself to be um, like an expert in your field and then or be kind of good at like a bunch of different things uh, I'm definitely not an expert in anything <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I would say that I am I'm good at a bunch of stuff. I'm okay at some, and I'm better at some points, right? I'm all over right. the place, and I think I think this is this is like for most of us, the reality for most of us. I feel that way. the The thing of you know becoming an expert in one particular thing that's where what you study for your whole life, and that's what you do basically your whole life, and that's that's the thing that defines you. I feel that that is a thing of the past, and I don't, I don't. I'm not saying that now that that's a bad thing and shouldn't be. I'm just saying that it used to happen. Used to see this a lot more in the past. Um, yeah, you you would go to school, um, then you get a job, and you'd stay there for like thirty years. <laughs> yeah, and you and know what? I I have no. I, I'm probably gonna get like very wrong about what I'm about to say and people can correct Kevin <laughs> online uh, but I have this uh, have this sense that it's because of this whole startup new wave of things there are a lot of new companies a lot of small companies and they fail they live for a, a year and then the new company comes out and in that position you can't really afford to have an expert, a specialist is in this one thing because it is small teams. Uh, and of course, I'm only talking about 
our industry because I have no clue about how other industries work. Um, so I have this feeling that if you go to work at a large company, they have a lot of people. So they want experts. They want specialized people in some key uh, points that maybe they are lacking and they want to be good at and they need this these people to make up this team, which in a, in a sense of a team, it doesn't really matter if you have specialists or not because in the broad stuff, you have a team good at a lot of stuff, right? It's not a team specialized in one thing. Right. But in smaller startups and smaller teams, you have to be able to do a tiny bit of everything because it's a chaotic environment and a lot of companies have like one designer right or none and the developers right. have to design and and they can't afford to have one illustrator in one letter and one right so I, i feel that's this is just a reaction to the world that we live in um so myself i'm definitely all over the place of course i'm stronger in some aspects but uh uh yeah i've i released an app i designed it I did a little bit of development. I shot a promotional video and I built a website and I recorded a soundtrack. And so I, this is all me, right? You have to do. You're awesome at editing this podcast too. I'm editing this podcast. <laughs> um, and that's how it goes because if these two dudes want to make a podcast, they, they can't wait until they have one good editor, one good someone for sales and marketing, one front-end developer, one back-end developer, right? You have to do mm -hmm. everything. So I think this is a reaction to, to our industry. And I, I, I really uh, agree with the, Tobias' points. Basically, he said, it's not a jack-of-all-trades or uh, you know, specialist in one thing. is do a lot of stuff, but be pretty, pretty good in some of them, right? Right. So, but... Okay, so your your point, correct me if I'm wrong, is that if you want to work at Facebook, Google, Apple, whatever, um, you should be an expert. And if you uh, go work at startups, then you should probably be a jack of all trades and be sort of a generalist. Is that correct? Uh, not really, but close. Uh, I'm not saying that if you want to work at Apple, you have to be a specialist. I'm saying that if you if you want to work as a specialist, you just do that one thing. You're probably going to go to Apple, right? Because a startup won't right. be able to afford you. It's not. Yeah. It's similar, but it's not the same thing. I think there's maybe more space for everybody in the larger companies, and right. it's not just that they will skew necessarily more towards someone that is expert in one specific field, but it's more that they'll have a wider variety of people. Um, yeah, there are jack of all trades in, in, at Apple and Microsoft. And, right? Yeah. Well, so for me, it, I, I think that being good in other things makes you better at the main thing you do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I, f I feel like knowing how to code makes me a better designer. Um, and I know not everyone agrees, but every 
every time and like I, I don't want to get into like the whole like should should designers learn how to code thing because it's just like I don't I don't think there's a debate here it's like every other thing that you do in life and inspires you and and it will no matter what it will influence you as in this case a designer if you're a designer and you play music just that experience like you write music and you play I I have no doubt that it will influence in a way the way you work as a designer or think about about stuff. It changes right. you. It makes who you are. Yeah. And you can't, you know, you can't separate, okay, me as a designer, like this is someone and I have this other personality or whatever. It's, it's one thing. It's you. <laughs> so whatever you do, it's going to make up for who you are. If you spend your whole life studying and working as one field, one specialization, and you have no hobbies, you have nothing else, that's who you are. That's why you are a specialist, because that's all of the influence and input that you have in life. It, it all goes to that goal, to that thing. Yeah, I don't know. Whenever I hear people saying, like, oh, do I have to learn how to code? I'm just like... It feels like someone is really just, like... Do I have to learn this, or can I get by not knowing anything, knowing the little less amount of, of things possible? I don't know. I just feel like no, you you don't have to learn anything. You can like walk your your way through life and know only exactly precisely what you need to know. But man, like this is not how I want to live life. Like. <laughs> I'm interested by a bunch of different things and I think this makes me like a more well-rounded person and it I think like honestly they feed off of each other and being a like interested in other areas um, just makes me uh, like I don't know appreciate more whenever I I do design or makes me stronger because let's say I I did like video production because I just enjoyed it then whenever I'll, I'll be designing an interface it'll be super easy for me to have an, an interface that has really good animations and that flows really well so yeah I don't know I I'd say like there's there's definitely space for someone that's really gonna focus maybe on just one thing and that that's fine if that's how you'd like to work but I think it's just it's just natural to want to step out a little bit of the main thing that you're doing because otherwise you're probably gonna um, get burnt out at some point if you're just like too much in one into one thing yeah really discussing the question should designers code i don't think i don't think you should code i think you should do it if you want it like there there's no there's nothing you should do <laughs> honestly it, it, that's what's stupid about it. it is everything every time i see this it makes it seem as if there is one right or wrong answer i don't think there is you can choose to learn how to code or you can choose to learn how to do animation or you can choose to learn how to be good at prototyping or you can choose to develop speaking skills or you can choose to write or you can choose to whatever um 
there there's no one thing that you absolutely need to do but speaking for myself i think people that do have more than one thing that they're good at um are easier to work with because they know a little bit um like if you're working with devs you can you're better at talking with them you sort of speak the same language um you can that like shows to me that you can um sort of learn other things and if if there's something that you you don't know how to do you're you'll get into it and you're gonna find ways to to get better at it and i think that's a very important skill um and there there's definitely another another option which is to be the absolute best in your field but i i just don't think that's realistic well first of all learning anything new is a good thing <laughs> no one can argue about, like against yeah it. exactly well a lot of people say like oh but if i if i learn to code uh now i, I won't have like my fresh designer perspective and I, i'll be limited by whatever the um uh the possibilities of like the web or ios or whatever and that's going to limit my my design i'm not going to think outside the box anymore i don't think that's it i think this i think this whole meme started because uh we started to see a lot more designers who code and they vouch for it and they say it's it really helped them and it's a really positive thing in their profession and a lot of designers because I would say like 90% or more than of designers that don't code. So a lot of designers felt um, felt in a way that they were saying that people who designers who code are better are better than than they are because they don't code. So this whole discussion started basically one side uh, trying to defend themselves saying no, I don't need to code because x and y and this whole thing became a mess. It became very messy. And it all started <laughs> yeah. because some designers code and they think it's a positive thing for them. The other side, designers who don't code, shouldn't say that it's a positive thing that they don't code. <laughs> so yeah. this whole thing started there. For example, I, uh, I'm, I'm like you. I know how to code and I think it helps me. I have a lot of fun doing it and I... I really enjoy it. It's a good thing. I like to do it. But I think that knowing how to code is a valuable thing for you. I agree with that. But so it's the same for cooking. So it's the same for playing music. <laughs> yeah. So it's the same for everything. Like I, a friend of mine, she's a awesome, like awesome illustrator. She's like super artist stuff and whatever she does is amazing. And she's doing now this game, which is going to, look awesome all of illustration work right she's pretty cool right and should she learn how to code like it wouldn't hurt if you learn how to code that's awesome you're gonna like it and it's gonna it's gonna bring something new to you like you are a more knowledgeable person yeah whatever you do is it's a good thing but do i think that she needs to absolutely not like <laughs> She right. she doesn't need it. It wouldn't hurt. But the same thing applies for everyone. Why should like why shouldn't designers uh, know how to draw? 
a lot of designers don't know how to draw. I am not, I'm definitely not good at drawing. Should designers learn how to draw? Well, yeah, I think they should. Should designers uh, know how to, you know, be a letter or whatever? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. It would be a lot more, uh, you have new skills. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, what kind of irks me is the kind of camp of people that are sort of pride themselves by the fact that they don't know a certain, a certain thing. And they're like, oh, That's bull crap. I don't know how to, how to do illustrations. And that makes me a better designer. As like, uh, why? It's like, just being happy that, like, I don't know. I, I just, it just feels like they're trying to defend some sort of arbitrary position. Um, because it's silly. That has no value for me. It's, I don't even want to yeah. discuss that. If you, if you think not knowing something is good, like, okay, we could go to extreme, right? <laughs> like, not n learning a new skill related to your professional area, if you think that is a good thing, uh, I don't think there's a discussion here to have. I don't want to have it. It's dumb. So, yeah, that was something. Well, okay, so the <laughs> listeners are probably going to have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, so feel free to write to us. Um, honestly, like, I'm, I'm interested to, to hear what, what everyone thinks. Um, and Twitter is probably not the best place for that. Yeah. So if you have any thoughts on it, um, please go to layout.fm and click the feedback link. Um, and send us an email uh, and we can discuss it next episode yeah and if you write enough emails we can have a whole episode dedicated to it oh. sure okay so that's our show so where can people reach you online um, so people can find me on twitter at vernalkick um, and on my website kevinclark.ca um, I'm Rafa Hari on Twitter and my website you can find me at rafa.design and you can find all the show notes and this, this podcast all the information and links to everything at layout.fm or follow our account on layout.fm on Twitter is that right? yep at layout.fm and have all the links for our Twitter things and if you want to get in touch I have no doubt that we'll find a way. Yeah, honestly, we don't have really good data on who's listening. Um, so if you're listening to this, please send us a tweet. We want to know who you are and what you like so that we can uh, make the show better in, in the future and talk about interesting topics. So uh, don't hesitate. Uh, we'd love topic suggestions. Um, so if you see anything interesting that you'd like to get our take on, um, please tweet at us and we'll try to work it in into the show. Right on. Cool. Bye. Bye.